In this episode of The Godlywood Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study, we are diving into John chapter 19. I'm Stephanie Rodnes, and welcome to the Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. My goal is to encourage the discouraged with scripture, inspiration, and resources to help you do exactly what God purposed you to do on this earth, become a Christian entrepreneur. The definition of a Godlywood girl is a woman of Christ who says yes to her God-given purpose, no matter what everyone else tries to say or do. So if you are stepping into your purpose as a Christian entrepreneur, welcome to the Godlywood Girl Sisterhood. You are my people, and I can't wait to meet you. Now let's dive into today's episode. And remember, if you want to join me for these live recordings on Godlywood Girl's Instagram feed, join me at Godlywood Girl on Instagram now. Let's dive right in. John chapter 19. This is um, definitely a tough one to read. It is when the crucifixion happens, when he dies, when he's buried. Um, This is what we recognize on Good Friday. Uh, This is what the incident that we recognize every year on Good Friday. So it's definitely a tough one. Stephanie, my name twin. Hey, I am Christian. Hey, Coach Marie. Hey, C. Stephanie said, hey, Stephanie. I know, right? I was thinking about you last night. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you so much. Yeah, I try to do lives on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. But last week on Thursday and on Wednesday, on Wednesday, I was filming God the World Girl TV interviews, so I was actually recording. I just did not have a chance to actually do the live <laughs> Bible study, but I filmed like seven God the World Girl TV interviews last Wednesday, and then on Thursday, I taught like 15 classes. It was crazy. So I was live. I just wasn't live for Bible study, so I miss it definitely for sure. My husband was asking me about that. He's like, are you missing Bible study? I was like, yes. <laughs> so let's get started with a word of prayer. Father God in heaven, thank you so much, Lord, for the opportunity to be able to read your word on live stream, Lord Jesus. We're here on YouTube live, on Instagram live, Father God, and that only comes from you. Thank you so much, Father God, for your love, for your grace, what you did on the cross, what we're about to read right now, Lord Jesus. And I just thank you so much for the sacrifice that you made because you made it so that we could have eternal life. And we're so grateful, Father God. I pray your blessing over the reading of your word. Help us be able to see what you want us to see and hear what you want us to hear. And Lord, I just pray your healing, your healing over this world. Father God, I know you intervene. I know you can make this virus disappear like this, Lord Jesus. And I just pray that you heal this world. You dispatch your angels, Father God, and heal this world in the name of Jesus, Lord. And I pray that this world comes to know you as their personal Lord and Savior and their victor and their friend, Father God, Lord, because you're so amazing and you're so wonderful, Jesus. And I pray your shield of protection around each and every one of us, everywhere that we go, that we may always worship you in spirit and truth. I love you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, GLK. Hey, love of all mankind. My black beauty is here. Hey, Katona. Hey, Miss Miss. Hey, Purposely Tasha. Tasha's in the house. Hey, my love. Hello, my YouTube family. So YouTube's not telling me who's on, but please let me know who is here so that I can officially welcome you. I really appreciate you hanging out with me. Hey, Tiffany Fashion House Boutique. And on YouTube, I just want to say a big thank you to everybody because the channel hit 8,000 subscribers. Yay! Thank you guys so much uh, for all your support, all your feedback, and your encouragement on this journey of Christian entrepreneurship. It's not easy, but praise God, it is fun. (laughs) It is blessed, and I thank God for it. Hey, Tiffany Fashion Boutique, good to see you. Love of all mankind, good to see you, good to see you. All right. 
Hey Edna. So we are um, reading from the easy to read version, the easy to read version. I'm using BibleGateway.com. Tiffany said, great. That's so awesome. All glory to God. Yeah, God is very good. Uh, we're reading from BibleGateway.com, the easy to read version, John chapter 19. If you want to follow along with my exact translation, go ahead and check out BibleGateway.com, the easy to read version, but you guys can follow along in your versions as well. Totally fine. If the Lord reveals something to you, please share it in the chat. Please share it in the chat, okay? Um, you guys have some amazing revelations and if the Holy Spirit puts it on your heart, please share it in the chat so I can read it out loud so we you know, can kind of bless everybody. Hi, Angela. Angela Holt in the house on YouTube. Angela Holt is in the Godwood Girl School of Business. Welcome to the School of Business. It's good to see you. Hey, Vanna. Good to see you, my love. Good to see you. Hello, Samuel. Awesome, awesome. Thanks so much for jumping on. Okay, so let's dive in with John chapter 19. Then Pilate ordered that Jesus be taken away and whipped. Remember in the chapter before, Pilate had been asking, so are you a king? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> then Pilate ordered that Jesus be taken away and whipped. The soldiers made a crown from thorny branches and put it on his head. Then they put a purple robe around him and they kept coming up to him and saying, hail to the king of the Jews. And they hit him in the face. So they were taunting Jesus. They were taunting our savior and he accepted it. He took it because he understood that his purpose was to die for our sins and be crucified. And so he accepted these people, these peasants coming into his face and disrespecting him, even though in one snap, he could have taken them all out. In one snap, he could have taken them all out. Thank you, Tiffany, for putting John 19 in there. Verse 4. Again, Pilate came out and said to the Jewish leaders, Look, I am bringing Jesus out to you. I want you to know that I find nothing I can charge him with. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to the Jews, here is the man. And now remember, Pilate at the end of the previous chapter was saying, every year at this time, I release somebody to you, right? Who do you want me to release to you? And the people said, Barnabas, release the thief. <laughs> Pilate did not want to find any fault with Jesus. He didn't want to find any fault with him. He knew that Jesus hadn't done anything wrong. So Pilate is trying to let Jesus go. Verse six, when the leading priests and the Jewish guards saw Jesus, they shouted, kill him on a cross, kill him on a cross. But Pilate answered, mm -mm, you take him and nail him to a cross yourselves. I find nothing I can charge him with. Verse seven, the Jewish leaders answered, we have a law that says he must die because he said he is the son of God. And when Pilate heard this, he was even more afraid. So he went back inside the palace and asked Jesus, where are you from? Pilate was like, bro, don't make me do this. Please just let me know and we'll handle it. But Jesus knew that his purpose was greater than even this conversation with Pilate. Hey, dear diary. But Jesus did not answer him. Pilate said, you refuse to speak to me? Remember, I have the power to make you free or to kill you on a cross. Verse 11, Jesus answered, the only power you have over me is the power given to you by God. So the one who handed me over to you is guilty of a greater sin. So Jesus was saying, Pilate, listen, do what you need to do. This is not in your hands. This is not in your control. This is for a purpose greater than you. So you actually 
you 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 don't have any guilt for this, okay? You don't have any guilt for this. Hey, fem speak. So he's basically letting him know, like, bruh, this ain't about you. Verse 12. After this, Pilate tried to let Jesus go free. He did his best. He really did. But the Jewish leader shouted, anyone who makes himself a king is against Caesar. So if you let this man go free, that means you are not Caesar's friend. At this time in history, Rome had taken over Israel. And so Pilate was there as Rome's representative, right? And Rome didn't play any games. If there was any revolution, any revolt in the streets, what Rome would do is just go in with all of their, hey, the Ruth girl, or the truth, hey, girl. They would go in with all their soldiers and literally just kill everybody. Like, that's just what they did. <laughs> that's how they kept control over so many territories. So when they, when they bought it to Rome now, they were saying, Pilate, okay, let's take this outside of Jewish law since you're not going to do anything. Let's put it all on Rome. And that way, if there was a revolution and revolt, now you're going to get in trouble as Rome's representative when you have to go and face your commander-in-chief. So now Pilate was like, oh, man. So verse 13, when Pilate heard this, he brought Jesus out to the place called the Stone Pavement. In Aramaic, the, the name is Gabbatha. Pilate sat down on the judge's seat there. It was now almost noon on preparation day of Passover week. Pilate said to the Jews, here's your king. And they shouted, take him away, take him away, kill him on a cross. And now at this point, they're getting amped. They're starting to riot. They're starting to go crazy. And now he's thinking in terms of his job, right? Not in terms of this innocent man. So verse 15, they shouted, take him away, take him away, kill him on a cross. Pilate asked them, do you want me to kill your king on a cross? The leading priest answered, the only king we have is Caesar. Again, they took it off of the religion put it on the Roman Empire. So Pilate handed Jesus over to them to be killed on a cross. Pilate tried. Pilate tried, right? He tried to intervene. He tried to intervene. He tried to intervene. And while he was doing the right thing, because Jesus is innocent, Jesus's purpose was to die for our sins. So it just goes to show you that when God has purpose for us, even if people are trying to get in the way and stop us from it, the Lord is always going to make sure that we can move forward if we do our part. So if Jesus had said, yeah, save me, bro, save me, bro, <laughs> you know, he wouldn't have been taken to the cross. Pilate would have done what he needed to do. But Jesus stayed silent. He's like, listen, this is out of your hands. This is something above you, beyond you. And so the people, they took it. The 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 argument of he violated our religion wasn't working with Pilate. But he argued, he violated Roman law. That worked with Pilate. And that opened the doors for him to green light this crucifixion. So verse 16. The soldiers took Jesus. He carried his own cross to a place called the Place of the Skull. In Aramaic, the name of this place is called Golgotha. There, they nailed Jesus to the cross. They also nailed two other men to crosses, and they put them on each side of Jesus with him in the middle. Verse 19, Pilate told them to write a sign and put it on the cross. And the sign said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. The sign was written in Ara Ara Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. Many of the Jews read the sign because the place where Jesus was nailed to the cross was near the city. The leading Jewish priest said to Pilate, don't write the King of the Jews, but write, this man said, I am the King of the Jews. And Pilate answered, I will not change what I have written. Verse 23. After the soldiers nailed Jesus to the cross, 
They took his clothes and divided them into four parts. Each soldier got one part. They also took his tunic. It was all one piece of cloth woven from top to bottom. So the soldiers said to each other, we should not tear this into parts. Let's throw lots to see who will get it. And this happens to make clear the full meaning of what the scriptures say. They divided my clothes among them and they threw lots for what I was wearing. So the soldiers did this. Verse 25, Jesus' mother stood near his cross. Her sister was also standing there with Mary, the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. They stood there. They stayed there at the cross, even with him. They stayed at the cross. Stephanie said, even what with we try to get in our own way, he won't let us rest. Exactly, Stephanie, exactly. <sighs> Jesus saw his mother. And in this moment, Jesus is literally on the cross. He's literally on the cross. Jesus saw his mother. And he also saw the follower he loved very much standing there. That's John. He said to his mother, dear woman, here is your son. Then he said to the follower, here is your mother. So after that, this follower took Jesus's mother to live in his home. And that, that moment during the crucifixion meant so much to me because here Jesus was just whipped, beaten, crown of thorns on his head, nailed to a cross, and he's still looking out for us. He's still looking out for us. He saw his mother. He wanted to make sure she was taken care of. And so he told John, the disciple who he knew was the most responsible, who was going to be able to take care of her, this is your son. Even in the midst of his pain on the cross, he did the only thing he knows how to do, which is to take care of us. So please know, for those of you who are going through obstacles, trials, tribulations, challenges, anxiety, overwhelm, the Lord is still taking care of you. There is not a moment he's not thinking about your well-being. There's not a moment he's not thinking about how you should have fullness of life, have a good life, be happy. There's not a moment he's not thinking about you. Because even on the cross, in that much pain, he still was looking out for Mary. He still was looking out for his disciple. So stay encouraged and know that the Lord in this moment is still looking out for you. Verse 28. Later, Jesus knew that everything had been done. Like that makes me kind of emotional in that moment because he came down here to die. That was his purpose on this earth. That was his purpose of being born, was to die for us. And so he spent his whole life getting to this moment. And when he was here, he knew everything had been done. He was able to say, I did it. And that's the moment as Christians that so many of us want to have on our purpose journey to know that when we get to the end of our life, we can take that breath and say, I did it. I did what Jesus put me here for. I did the work he gave me to do. And that's the moment we all chase. That's the moment that we all seek. But we can't get to that moment unless we first know what our purpose is. Jesus knew when he came on this earth, he knew exactly what his purpose was. It was this moment. And he spent his entire life getting to this moment. So what about us? What is our purpose? What did God put us here for? What does he want us to do? And are we spending our life getting to that moment to do that thing? 
If you don't know what your purpose is, I have a free Find Your Purpose Toolkit that will help you discover what God put you on this earth to do step by step. You can get, you can get it for free by going to PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. And when you find out what your purpose is, sis, spend the rest of your waking life doing it. Be like the Lord where he could be there and say everything has been done. And now afterwards, he says, to make the scriptures come true, he said, I am thirsty. There was a jar full of sour wine there. So the soldiers soaked the sponge in it. They put the sponge on a branch of a hyssop plant and lifted it to Jesus's mouth. And when he tasted the wine, he said, it is finished. And then he bowed his head and died. Verse 31, this day was preparation day. The next day was a special Sabbath day. The Jewish leaders did not want the bodies to stay on the cross on the Sabbath day, which is such a joke to me because you literally just crucify the savior of this world and you want to you wanna observe the Sabbath so that you can worship God. Like it's such a joke, but it just really shows us that religious people should not dictate who we are and what we have in our relationship with the Lord. Our relationship with Jesus is between us and Jesus. Never let some religious body or somebody else tell you who you are or what you can and can't do because people are always fallible. Only Jesus always gets it right. God is the only one who always gets it right. So don't let other people put their stuff on you. Like this, it just bothers me so much. Oh, it's Sabbath day. Let's make sure we take down the crosses. Y'all just literally crucify the savior of this world. Like really? Sabbath day? <laughs> really? <sighs> so they asked Pilate, this is verse 31 continued. So they asked Pilate to order that the legs of the men be broken. Oh my gosh. To observe Sabbath day. They asked that. Ugh. So in the when they used to crucify people, the way most people died when they were crucified when they were crucified was actually not blood loss. It was asphyxiation. So as on the cross, like you would literally have to push your feet up like this to take a breath. So as you are getting weaker and weaker, you eventually stop being able to push your feet up and then you suffocate. Basically, that was really how people died on the cross. So them trying to break the legs of these men was them trying to speed up the death process. Like, oh, y'all would usually be up there probably hours, 16 hours, but let's get you down after three hours. Break their legs so that they could suffocate quicker so that they could observe the Sabbath. Like, isn't that a joke? Isn't that a joke? And I know a lot of you girls can relate to me because there are people in the public who claim to be Christians who do things that are so anti-Christian that we're like, what? That's why we can never let people tell us who we are in Christ, ever. Your relationship with the Lord is between you and the Lord. Study his word for yourself to know what he wants you to be doing. Go to him directly to find out what your purpose is on this earth. Go to him directly to find out what you should be doing in your business, in your career, in your job. People are fallible, even those who are the religious. People are fallible. Make sure that we are only taking our direction from the most high God, and that is it. Vina said, thank you, Stephanie. Andrew said, thank you. I need to hear this message today. Jesus is speaking through you. Thank you so much. All glory to Jesus. All glory to God. Stephanie said, personal. She said, right? Hey, Mr. Damien, good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, so be attentive. Uh, Stephanie said, amen. Thank you, God. Yes. Hey, speak life into existence. Hey, moms. Good to see you. Hey, Congo. Hey, Grace. Thank you so much for those hearts. God bless you guys. Oh, this is so upsetting. <laughs> they asked Pilate to order that the legs of the men be broken. 
and they asked that the bodies be taken down from the crosses. Verse 32. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the two men on the crosses beside Jesus. So remember, Jesus was in the middle. So the men on this side and on this side, they broke their two legs. Now listen to this. When the soldiers came close to Jesus, they saw that he was already dead. So they did not break his legs. Remember, scripture had prophesied not a bone in his body will be broken. So it was for prophecy that they did not break his legs at all. And plus, they were probably like, how did he die so fast? Because usually people don't die that fast on the cross. He, he died after about three hours. And it was because his purpose was finished. That just shows you how much control, how much Jesus was in control of this whole process. He did this willingly for us. He went through this willingly for us. He said, even though I know Stephanie going to sin over and over and over again, I'm still going to die on that cross for her. He still made the decision to do it willingly. What an amazing God he is. Verse 34, one of the soldiers stuck his spear into Jesus's side. Immediately blood and water came out. The one who saw this happen has told about it. He told about it so that you can also believe the things he says are true. He knows that he tells the truth. All right, so thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Let's pause for a moment for today's sponsor. Verse 36, these things happen to give full meaning to the scriptures that said, none of his bones will be broken and people will look at the one they stabbed. Verse 38, <sighs> later, sorry, my view just went actual size. Later, a man named Joseph from Arithmia asked Pilate from the body, for the body of Jesus. Joseph was a follower of Jesus, but he did not tell anyone because he was afraid of the Jewish leaders. Pilate said Joseph could take Jesus's body, so he came and took it away. Now, I just wanted to pause in this spot for my Christian entrepreneurs, because listen, Joseph had money. Joseph had money. He actually had his own burial site that he wanted to put Jesus in. And this is what I'm talking about when I'm, when I'm saying that my Christian entrepreneurs, I believe you have one of the biggest callings on this earth because you can use that money that you make in your business to further advance the kingdom of God. You can be the one to come to Pilate and say, release the Lord to me. I'll take care of him because you have the coins to do it. So if the Lord has purposed you to start a business, don't wait anymore. Get started, learn the steps, learn a roadmap and take action because it's in moments of ministry when you can come out and offer to pay somebody's house, offer to pay somebody's car, offer to pay somebody's mortgage because you have the money to do so inside of your business. So start now and you're going to see opportunities release themselves where you are able to bless somebody and share with them the gospel of Christ because you had the income. A. Sherelle said, speak. Hey, pro style, good to see you. Verse 39. Nicodemus went with Joseph. He was the man who had come to Jesus before and talked to him at night. He brought about 100 pounds of spices. Again, they had money. 100 pounds of spices, a mixture of myrrh and aloes. These two men took Jesus's body and wrapped it in pieces of linen cloth with the spices. This is how the Jews bury people. In the place where Jesus was killed on the cross, there was a garden. In the garden, there was a new tomb. No one had ever been buried there before. The men put Jesus in that tomb because it was near and the Jews were preparing to start their Sabbath day. 
So that is John chapter 19. The next chapter, uh, John chapter 20, is when Jesus is risen again. Uh, so let us rejoice because the Lord is risen. He is risen indeed. And he paid this price on the cross for us so that we could have eternal life. So this story that we just heard actually happened. It actually happened over 2,000 years ago. Jesus actually died on the cross to give us salvation so that we could have a relationship with God and we could go to heaven. So if you want to become a Christian, if you want to accept that sacrifice that he made on the cross for you to pay for every single bad thing you have done, will do, presently are doing, <laughs> the Lord has paid for it all. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And what that means is being a Christian is believing in what Jesus did on this cross in John chapter 19, believing in that sacrifice that he made. And if you want to make that decision today, it's very, very simple. All you have to do is say this prayer with me. You're just going to say, Dear Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that you rose again. Today, I believe in you as my personal Lord and Savior. Sisters of Christ, if you said that prayer, welcome to the kingdom. Angels are literally celebrating you right now. Your name has been written in the book of life. Nobody can take it out, okay? Nobody, nobody, nobody can take it out. Get into a virtual Bible-based church. Get started getting to know the Lord and how good he is. He loves you. He adores you. The Bible says he wants you to have fullness of life. He wants you to be happy. He wants you to be good. The Bible says you are God's royal possession. You are his chosen priesthood. You are destined for rich rewards in the name of Jesus. Get started getting to know what he says about you in his word and how he wants you to live. I always recommend starting with the book of John. It's one of my favorite books to read. I try to make sure I read it at least twice a year because it's literally like the Lord's love letter to you. And again, for my sisters who are on here who don't yet know what your God-given purpose is, I have a free Find Your Purpose Toolkit that'll help you discover exactly what God puts you on this earth to do step-by-step. Step. You can grab it for, by going to PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. The only thing I ask, because I do give this away for free, the only thing I ask is that when you discover what your God-given purpose is, please email me and let me know. Those are some of the most encouraging emails that I get because God's purpose for my life is to help you activate your purpose for your life. If you girls know my story, you know that I failed at my first business when I, in 2008. I failed so miserably. I almost had to declare bankruptcy. And I ended up losing my purpose as a result. I ended up sinking into depression and anxiety. And it was a video by Dr. E.T. Thomas that woke my purpose back up. It activated my purpose again. And it started me on a path where I ended up, praise God, starting the, starting the God that would grow ministry, praise Jesus, starting the God that would grow business, praise God, starting recording videos. And all praise to Jesus, I was able to leave my nine to five job as of June 1st, 2016. And I've been doing this full time ever since. And I am, because I know what one video did for me to activate my God-given purpose, I am obsessed with helping other women of Christ activate their God-given purpose too. So let me tell you, a bunch of females who are living for the Lord and shining his light are females who are forcefully advancing his kingdom. And I am so excited to meet you and connect with you. So when you discover what your God-given purpose is, please email me. Let me know. I would love to hear it. So this is... 
May the Lord be gracious unto you and give you complete and total purpose over your body, mind, and soul in the name of Jesus and give you peace, mercy, and favor forever and ever. Amen. Rashi said, or hey, Rashi. Norm said, I love the book of John as well. Um, oh, Norm, thank you so much. She said, I just love you so much. I love you too, girl. Hey, Seven, Ultra Marie. Hey, Ashley. Hermaris is here. Hermaris is in the Godwood Girl School of Business. Good to see you, sis. Hello. Hey, Precious Heart. Hey, Miss Rolanda. Hey, Kens. Thank you guys so much for being here. God willing, we will be back on tomorrow around probably a little bit earlier tomorrow. Miss Rolanda said, Amen. Tomorrow, I am teaching a master class so I'll probably be on earlier in the day because then I'll have enough time to kind of like prepare and all that stuff for the class tomorrow evening um so God willing maybe around 11 a.m 11 30 a.m we'll be back on hey honey hey Miss Talking Heart <laughs> Miss Rolanda said amen Oh man, Norms, I'm so sorry. She said, also was diagnosed with depression last year and recovering. Amen. One of the biggest things that helped me was reading the word of God as affirmations. So I literally went through the entire, entire Bible. I mean, the, from beginning to end. And every Bible verse that spoke about what God wanted for me, his promises for me, who he made me to be, I wrote them down. And then I rewrote them as an affirmation. So what I started, I literally ended up with like 21 pages <laughs> too of size six affirmations. It was crazy. So what I started doing every morning and every evening, um, right, right after my morning prayer, right before my evening prayer, I would read the entire 21 pages of affirmations to myself out loud looking in the mirror. And because they were Bible-based, I knew they were true. And doing this for about six months, I can't even explain it. It just changed the way that I was the way that I was seeing myself. It changed the way I was even talking to myself. Like I would say to myself before I started doing this, I would say to myself, "You're a failure. You're nothing. You're pathetic. Like you messed up your first company. Like everybody said you would." After I started doing those affirmations, I was like, "I'm chosen. I'm royal. I'm destined. <laughs> I belong to a risen king." And I started seeing myself that way. And I l physically started seeing myself that way. And it's something about scripture because you know that it's true and you know God wrote these things about you that when you start believing them, it transforms even your outside world. Um, and it's just, it's been an incredible journey, Norms. So Norms, email me. Let me know. Um, email me at hello at godthewoodgirl.com. Uh, um, Hello at GodTheWoodGirl.com. Email me so I can send you the Microsoft Word document of the scriptures. Um, and I just recommend you just say those twice a day, every single day. JoJo said, amen. Love it. <laughs> My talking heart said, yes, Lord. Seven Ultramarine said, it works, but some people won't commit to saying a single one. Yeah, you got to be committed to it. I was committed to it because honestly... My anxiety was so bad that I didn't even want to be here anymore. Like I got to the the scary part of being in that darkness. Um, and just there had to be a change. There had to be a change. Like I don't even want to. <laughs> when I think about how sad I used to be, it's so sad because I didn't have to stay that way. You know what I mean? I did not have to stay that way. Um, there's this black hole when you have anxiety you start thinking about one negative thing and then you can't get yourself out of it and then you keep going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and what's so tough about anxiety and depression is that it's completely internal you don't tell other people you put a smile on your face because that's what people expect from you like people i've always been super super peppy and ah since i was a little girl so when i failed at my business and I was dealing with that failure. I didn't 
talk to anybody about it. I just dwelled on it and dwelled on it and dwelled on it. And it just went deeper and deeper and deeper. And I just wish I could go to that girl and say, Stephanie, you don't have to spend your time dwelling on this. You don't have to spend your time speaking badly about yourself and feeling badly about yourself. You don't have to because you're the child of the most high king. He literally formed you in your mother's womb with a purpose. He was thinking about you even before your parents got together. He loves you and adores you and wants you to have a good life, a full life, full of good, happy moments. That's what God wants for you. So stop punishing yourself for some little mistake that you made when you was 23 years old. Like move past it. And I just wish so bad I could go back because she didn't have to be so sad for so long. She really didn't. I dealt with that for about two years before I saw that E.T. Thomas video. And she just didn't have to go through that. And I, by the grace of Jesus, I pray for you girls every single day, every morning, every evening, I pray for you girls. And I just pray for the Lord to help me find women of Christ who are in that, who are feeling frustrated, who are feeling stuck, who are feeling like this endless little drowning happening all around them. And let's just have a conversation. Let's just have a conversation about what's possible if we stop focusing on what went wrong and start focusing on what Jesus put us on this earth to do. Oh, God. And that's what I get to do every single day for a living. All glory to Jesus. I'm so grateful. <laughs> Liz said, I have kept quiet, but that is me. Yeah. Yeah, Liz, I totally understand. Liz, email me. Hello at GodTheWoodGirl.com. Email me and I can send you that list of scriptures. Jojo said, amen. Love it. Angel said, amen. Eliqua <laughs> said, I needed this. I've been confused in starting my business or keep working in pharmacy. Everyone had an opinion to my situation. Yeah, don't let everybody's opinion change what you do or don't do, okay? Because people, people's opinions, everybody has an opinion, right? We got to go by what the word of God is saying. Um, so Aduka, I have a free Christian business toolkit that'll show you the five foundation steps of getting started and it's free of charge. So go to purposegift.com slash business kit. That's purposegift.com slash business kit. And at least you can get started with those foundation steps as you are in prayer. Make sure you stay in prayer of what the Lord is leading you to do. OWCTV said, amen. <laughs> Vima said, thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, I really appreciate you. Stephanie said, love Steph, I love you, girl. Hey, Stephanie, ultra machine, live in peace. Hello, Norm said, oh my gosh, I truly admire you. I admire you so much. Thank you so much for being here. My talking heart said, it definitely pulls on you in a way you feel people, you, um, you feel people, wouldn't understand that you keep it to yourself. Yes, people honestly. So I wrote, I ended up writing um, the book that I wrote, The War of Purpose is all about that journey of darkness and how the Lord led me out of it with the Dr. E.T. Thomas video. And um, when I launched the book, I released the book in 2017. My sister read it. <laughs> my sister, like who I grew up with, she read it and she called me and she's like, what? <laughs> she's like, first of all, I didn't know you were on anxiety medication. Secondly, I didn't know that you were crying every day and having panic attacks. And I was like, I know, nobody knew, pretty much except for my husband, because he would see me crying and obviously taking this medication. Um, but yeah, it's something, that's why you always want to check on your strong friends, because people, when they're going through it, they ain't going to tell you. A lot of people will not tell you, and you will never know until they're on the other side of it. Now I can talk about it, right? Now I can talk about it openly and comfortably, because this happened five it, i was out of it five years ago praise god so this happened seven years ago 
seven years ago is when I was going really, really in the thick of it. So it even took me seven years to, <laughs> to really start openly talking about what really happened. Miss Rolanda said, your testimony is so inspiring. Thank you so much, Sister of Christ. Loma, hello. Is that Lori? Hey, Lori. Oh my gosh, Lori's in the house. Lori's in the Godwin Girl School of Business. Good to see you, sis. Oh my goodness, hello. Ultramarine said, yes, we can change at any point, but God uses those low points to reach us. Yes, I am grateful. I am honestly grateful for the low point because I can understand. When women of Christ come to me and tell me, I'm going, I feel so frustrated. I feel so overwhelmed. I feel so anxious. I understand because I was there too. And so we can have a real conversation about how I got out. And the way I got out was through scripture, saying those Bible-based scriptures to myself in the form of affirmations every single day for six months straight. I wouldn't know that if I hadn't gone through it. I wouldn't be able to tell you anything if I hadn't gone through it. So I'm so grateful for it. And even your testimony, what you've been through, what you've overcome, there's a reason for it. That has to do with your purpose journey. Your testimony, your experiences, the things that you've been able to overcome in your life, all glory to God, that has to do with your purpose journey. How God wants to use you to share the gospel of Christ on this earth. So make sure, again, if you don't yet know what your purpose is, grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit at PurposeGift.com. That's PurposeGift.com. One of the questions is, what are your testimonies? What are your experiences? What have you overcome that you can use, your story that you can use to help other people find out about Christ? Uh, Norm said, thank you so much. I will email you. Perfect. I'm so excited to send it to you, sis. Seven Ultramarine said it works, but some people won't commit to saying a single one. Oh, yeah. We live in courage. Hello. Hello. Rashi said, amen. <laughs> hey, fabulous yours. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Adeswa said, thank you. Amen. And one said, you are such a blessing. You guys are such a blessing. Hey, Nicole. Good to see you. Hey, Nicole. Oh, my goodness. Good to see you guys. So Godwin will be back tomorrow for um, John chapter 20, which is a much brighter passage. <laughs> it's the resurrection of Jesus. All glory to God. I'm so excited by the grace of Jesus. Liz said, I can't see the end. I have been here since 2003. Liz, yeah, email me um, definitely, and I can send you those scriptures. Listen, stay encouraged. Keep your eyes on Christ. Depression is a chemical imbalance. It's not your fault that you are feeling this. It is not your fault at all. You are not alone. Keep your eyes on Christ. Do not let the enemy make you think there's no end to this, this and that. Don't let the enemy make you think that. Keep your eyes and your focus on Christ and what he says about you in his word. Okay, 100% of the time. Jojo said, what's the email for the scriptures? It is hello at godwoodgirl.com. Hello at godwoodgirl.com. Norm said, looking forward to tomorrow's session. Me too. Me too. Stephanie said, I have to change my entire platform. No, you don't, Stephanie. <laughs> You're doing great, Stephanie. Wisdom for well-beings. Oh my goodness. Hello, sis. Wisdom for well-beings. And I got to chat last week on um, on live stream. That was really, really cool. Good to see you, my love. Wisdom for well-being said, I've started my t-shirt accelerator yesterday. Looking forward to my bonus on Wednesday. Thanks so much. Yes, wisdom for well-beings. And there's going to be another bonus that you guys are going to um, find out about tonight on my free class that I'm teaching. Uh, so there's like, y'all got some amazing bonuses this session. If you have not yet signed up for my uh, launch your t-shirt business on Shopify Masterclass, DM me, okay? So I can send you a link to sign up. I'm teaching it tomorrow. I'm so excited. Wisdom for Wellbeings, I'm really excited about the bonus that's being released tonight. Ah! <laughs> Very excited. Liz said, thank you so much. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Jojo. God bless you guys. Enjoy.
Jesus one. I will see you tomorrow for our next uh, Bible session. God bless you guys. Love you so much. Bye. So that's it for today's episode of the God Would Girl Live Your Purpose as a Christian Entrepreneur Bible Study. Have any questions? DM me anytime on Instagram or send an email to hello at godwoodgirl.com. I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to grab my free Find Your Purpose Toolkit to help you get started living God's purpose for your life at purposegift.com. Thanks for listening, Godwood Girl. I'll see you on the next one.